Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America. Happy Thursday. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into the state of the world, the lack of U.S. leadership on a day when Boris Johnson has resigned as the British prime minister. He actually was leading more of the West against Russia than Joe Biden was. Joe Biden was following from behind, as we've discussed often on this show. But now the West has lost one of its primary leaders on the Russia-Ukraine front, What is going on in the world today? Why is it so turbulent? Why is it so unstable? Why does America seem to be in a backseat and not in a front seat? We have the perfect guest to start us off in that conversation today. Former chief of staff to the National Security Council, former CIA analyst, one of the most trusted voices in all of the national security world. Fred Flights is going to join us. And then if you opened up your Truth app today and you said, hey, it looks a little different, some new features on here. Well, there's a reason for that. The fledgling social media app started by former President Donald Trump and run by former Congressman Devin Nunes. Well, it rolled out some new features. One of them that borrows, I think, one of the most important and iconic functionalities from Instagram, the influencers timeline, your favorites timeline that rolled out today, along with increased video times where you can post larger videos on the site, some major upgrades. So we don't want you to find out about this secondhand. We're going right to the source. Congressman Devin Nunes, the CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group. He's here today to tell us about these new features and what's going on in the big tech space today, particularly when it comes to free speech. An important conversation with Congressman Devin Nunes right after our conversation about a world of flame, a world adrift with Our good friend, Fred Flight's a great intelligence analyst and former chief of staff to the National Security Council. Now, before we get to those great interviews, just a few minutes of important stories that broke overnight on Just the News. Both of these are really important. I want to make sure that you get to understand and embrace what's going on. First off, the questions about Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony. She was a young Trump 
White House aide who gave that testimony last week to the January 6th committee that has since been undercut by quite a few people. Well, the questions keep mounting about her testimony. And now House Republicans, led by Congressman Jim Banks, somebody that's come on this show many times, are ratcheting up their pressure specifically on the Secret Service. They want the Secret Service to provide Republicans testimony, provide them documents and answers like they've been giving the Democrats on the January 6th committee. Remember, January 6th committee doesn't have any approved Republicans on it, so they don't have the ability to question and gain access. And so Jim Banks sent a letter to the head of the Secret Service saying, treat us the same. We want to know what all the men, all the Secret Service agents in the limousine with President Trump on January 6th say about Cassidy Hutchinson's claim that President Trump aggressively took the wheel and tried to force him to go to the Capitol. We'll find out if that really happened, uh, if they can get that testimony. In addition, Congressman Banks wrote former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone. He was a loyal, trusted aide to President Trump, the chief lawyer of the White House in the Trump era. And during Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, she claimed to have a conversation with him the morning of January 6th. Some people don't believe Pat Cipollone could have been present for that conversation because he wasn't in the White House at the time. That's the belief they have. Well, Jim Banks is trying to drill down and find out that as well. He's asked former White House counsel Pat Cipollone to answer some questions. So Secret Service, Pat Cipollone, Republicans are going to get to the bottom of the facts, not the supposition, not the hearsay. First person, did these things happen or did they not happen? We'll find out if they succeed. But those letters that were sent broke this morning on this site here at justthenews.com and really excited to have broken that news. And it's really important stuff. A second very important issue, I think, to the January 6th debate to the larger questions of President Trump's behavior, others' behavior, there has long been this question about pressuring electors, offering an alternate slate of electors. Well, the truth of the matter is Democrats have done it for a long time. They've pressured electors. They've tried to delay electors. There have been alternate slates of electors named over the years. I think a lot of this has been swept under the rug. Democrats in the January 6th committee and their allies in the media don't want to talk about it. But our good friend and our good colleague here at Just the News, Nick Ballacy, put together, I think, a really important story today. And it has to do with the history of pressure, meddling, delaying, and alternating electors over the history of this country, going all the way back to 1876, 1960, the Kennedy race, 2000, a big effort to try to influence the electors to vote against President George W. Bush, and of course, 2016, where there was a gross delay effort by Christine Pelosi, the daughter of Nancy Pelosi. All of those are now put together in one story. So you can see the Democrats did this long before they accused Republicans of doing this. A really good story by my colleague, Nick Ballacy, on the side of Just the News today. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Fred Flight's former chief of staff to the National Security Council, all-around expert on all things global security. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. 
But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on my show. One of the most trusted analysts in all of the intelligence community, former chief of staff to the National Security Council under President Trump. Uh, and really one of the true security experts in our country. Joining us again is Fred Flights. Fred, great to have you on the show today. Hey, John, good to be here. Uh, so much in this world is aflame, so many big questions to ask, but let's start with something that I think caught a lot of people's attention and may not be what people think it is, or may not be what the Biden administration stated its purpose was. We uh, uh, broke the story last week, late last week, the uh, Biden administration has changed some of the immigration rules so that people, some people who have terrorism flags in their background in the FBI database can now enter the country despite those terrorism concerns. Your thoughts about the the security posture that leaves us in and also the claim that this has something to do with Afghan refugees. Some people are not so sure about that. Well, I haven't heard that it's related to the Afghan refugees, but I did think the time it was very odd because it came just ahead of new talks in Qatar to talk about uh, getting a new nuclear deal with Iran. Right. I might add, these are indirect talks because the Iranians refuse to sit down with our diplomats. We have <laughs> to meet in another hotel. Very effective way of negotiating. Huh? Yeah. Well, the fact that we give in to that just shows who's in, who's in charge of these talks. But what was odd about this offer is that it came at the same time that Biden officials were hinting that there just might be a way we could take Iran's Revolutionary Guard off of our state-sponsored terror list if they met certain conditions, which the Biden officials Biden officials wouldn't specify. They've also been talking that, you know, being on that list doesn't really matter. And this is important because this is the main obstacle we understand. That's right. For it Iran, is. 
before they'll agree to a deal. And frankly, they're saving us from ourselves because this deal is so much worse than Obama's deal. And the Biden people are just basically tying themselves in knots, trying to find ways uh, to, to, to appease Iran to get one. Yeah, it's, it's really remarkable. Now, what's your over under on what happened in Qatar? The, the conversations didn't seem to yield much. And there's some reports that Iran made even more demands. Uh, what more can they get out of this? Uh, uh, your, your take on the, on the status of these talks? The, the, the talks went very badly. The Iranians came in and undid things that had been agreed to in the previous seven rounds of talks, and they made new demands. And we haven't heard what those demands are, but we know in the past the Iranians were talking about trying to bring in the Israel-Palestinian dispute uh, into this issue or somehow involving Iran, uh, right. involving Israel's nuclear arsenal. Things have nothing to do with the talks. We don't, we don't know what these unspecified issues are, but apparently they were so outrageous that, that the uh, Biden officials were, 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 were pretty depressed. Yeah, yeah. And it seems as though they've had a lot of moments where they thought this was going to get reinvigorated and the Iranians come and pour cold water on it. When you look at it now, could it just be that Iran knows it's far enough along in the development of its nuclear weapons fuel that it doesn't need a deal and that they're just buying time? I think some people look at it and say, this feels like a futile exercise. What's your take on how close Iran is to a nuclear weapon and uh, whether they really want a deal? Well, I, I, I suspect that Iran is trying to push for a, a bigger set of condition, conditions and concessions and even the Biden administration can agree to, but they've also given an indication that they just don't care. Now, um, Robert Maley, the, the chief uh, ambassador or liaison to these nuclear talks, right. said that Iran is a few weeks away from making a nuclear weapon. That's false. And we've heard Jen Psaki say that also. Iran is a few weeks away from having enough, enough uranium in a gaseous form of uranium compound that could fuel a nuclear weapon. Right. But it would take a year to 18 months turn that gaseous compound into nuclear weapons fuel. There's a big difference to having enough in a certain form, but then it has to be converted. So we're being lied to every day by Biden officials on the state of Iran's nuclear program. It's bad, but they're not days or weeks away from having a nuclear weapon. So why, I mean, Mally's no fool. He, he, He knows the difference between the two. Why give that false portrait to the Americans? Is it because they know the end is near on these negotiations? I mean, why does Biden blame uh, oil prices on Putin? That's <laughs> what question. this administration does. Yeah. They don't tell the truth. Yeah. And they know that, that a compliant media is not going to call them on it. That's right. This isn't even close to true. I, well, I will say that after Saki said this, the White House did backtrack and say she doesn't, doesn't mean the actual construction of a nuclear weapon. But when Maley says this, this is a man who worked uh, on nuclear issues for the Obama administration, too. It's just incredibly unprofessional. I mean, it isn't that difficult to explain exactly what you mean. I mean, it's dangerous, the fact that Iran might be 18 months from having an operational nuclear right. weapon. He could have said that. Yeah, no, it, it, and, and it still would have a sense of urgency without uh, misleading the public. It's really remarkable. There have been some assassinations, some setbacks. I think the Iranian government, for the first time, acknowledged that both their espionage and nuclear programs had suffered setbacks with these assassinations. Is is I, I assume Israel, maybe the United States are behind these, the West is behind them, but is there some slowing down because of these targeted assassinations? 
there's been a remarkable series of acts of sabotage and assassinations of Iranian nuclear scientists, including in late 2020, uh, the, the, the father of the Iranian nuclear program was killed by a remote control machine gun, supposedly by an operator in Israel, but the Israelis haven't known up to this. What's interesting about this is that the Biden administration has publicly revealed that Israel was behind some of these attacks, and it's made the Israelis pretty mad. The fact that they would reveal very sensitive information that could cause Iran to retaliate. Basically, when neither side admits to what happened, there's probably not going to be retaliation. Why the Biden administration would do that? They don't want the Israelis to interfere with their diplomacy to get a bad deal. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable to see the dynamics and also the, some of the media coverage. I think there was a leak in May, and it was I think it was the New York Times where some of the Israeli details got out into the public, and and I think there was quite a bit of um, anger about that. I know you referenced the leak a second ago, but it uh, it seems as though they don't even know when to the Biden administration doesn't even leak effectively, right? Doesn't even have a strategy for when information gets out, and it it seems to be counterproductive. While that's going on, there seems to be a continued growing protest in Iran. Seems to be a lot of agitation. The Iranian people seem to be pretty un- unhappy with the state of their uh, the mullahs that are ruling the country. And also, there's a, this new sort of romanticism about the Shah. Uh, you know, now 40, 50 years after he's been deposed. But what's going on at the at the core level with the Iranian people? Is there a moment where they might have enough capability to rise up and, and toss out this regime? There's enormous pent-up anger and resistance to the ruling mullahs, but they still ha- have have an iron fist holding down the population. And I don't think the day where the mullahs are going to be overthrown is in the immediate future. But Iran is a very young population, and as it gets, as those people get older, as they grew up in the opposition, as they grew up learning about the outside world from social media and the internet. I think the, the ability of this government to remain in power become, will become more and more difficult. But I don't think it is going to be overthrown in the near future. Yeah, it seems like uh, they still have pretty good iron grip. And uh, certainly between their executions and their uh, police, they seem to be able to crack down on a lot of, uh, a lot of what's going on. I want to put your analyst hat on for a second and pivot to uh, the war between Russia and Ukraine. It seems as though both sides are, are settling in for a long conflict, but there are some interesting dynamics. Obviously, the Russians, after a pretty rough start to the war, have made some pretty good progress in the east. And separately, the Ukrainians, which had some early successes in in embarrassing and repelling the Russians, now seem to be pleading for really large sums of weaponry, suggesting that they need a lot more help. Uh, What's the over-under? What's going on there in your best assessment? Well, we all want Ukraine to win, and I, I, I hear analysts in Washington saying we have to give Ukraine the weapons it needs for a total victory. But, but John, that, that's not going to happen. We're, we, I, I should say the, the Biden administration will never give them enough weapons and in time to give the Ukrainians that kind of advantage. Now, it's possible that Ukraine won't lose much territory, but if this becomes a long-term war of attrition, the country's being destroyed. The economy is being destroyed. The ability to grow food and to feed itself is being destroyed. That's not winning. And, and my hope is that there will be some way to get maybe a temporary ceasefire for humanitarian purposes, for planting of, of, of wheat, for exporting of food, and to engage in negotiations with, with neither side ceding anything. Just 
and th- this actually was done recently in Yemen. The Houthi rebels stopped firing missiles at the Saudis for, for 60 days, a, a, a ceasefire with no conditions, and they like not fighting, and they extended it for another 60 days. I don't think it will ever be a negotiated settlement, but maybe we could have a de facto ceasefire, and then we'll see what happens. Yes, you you stay silent basically in the territory that Russia's seized for the purpose of just having some peace and getting back some normalcy for food production, right? Because this is the breadbasket of Europe, right? That was about 30% of Europe's wheat, I think, comes from Ukraine. But but I would say there's one caveat on that. Assuming that there was some type of ceasefire with no other agreements, Ukraine has to have access to the sea through Odessa. Without that, I don't think, I don't think they'll stop fighting anyway, but if they don't have access to the sea, uh, there's, they have no re- they, they, they won't be viable economically. They have to have that port. Yeah, no, that seems to be really a critical piece of the puzzle that seems to be a lot of clarity on right now. Let me ask you about China, because we saw China circling around Japan in a very provocative way. It's it continued to rattle sabers near Taiwan. It's playing in our backyard. I get a lot of intelligence reports now of China really trying to make inroads in South America the way they did in Africa many a few years back. Um, China seems to have the upper hand. It seems like this administration is constantly backpedaling. Is there a Biden strategy for China right now that you see? I don't. And I think uh, the Chinese see weakness from this administration, and it is emboldening them to do things to stage provocations in the South China Sea to... Uh, uh, state incidents against U.S. Uh, naval ships and, right. and Air Force planes in the region. Uh, but what's going on in South America and Africa, this has been going on for a long time. This is part of a systematic effort by China to gain control of key minerals and resources all around the world. It's part of their Belt and Road Initiative. And uh, it, in Congo, for example, which I think is, is uh, uh, which is which, where there are all kinds of key, key minerals. Uh, there, there are huge numbers of Chinese running running the mines, investing in towns, and uh, this is going on in many areas in the third world. Yeah, it's really something. The FBI director just a few minutes ago, uh, once again, the FBI director just uh, a couple of minutes ago uh, on Gang Capital said uh, this is the single largest threat. China in its espionage is one of the greatest threats to American security and its economic superiority. Very different language than the language you often hear the Biden administration talking about. The disconnect between the reality of what the FBI director sees and what the Biden administration says, at some point, does that become a political issue for American voters? Well, I think the American voters are, are, are just fed up with everything this administration says. Climate change is not the major national security threat to this nation. Everybody in this country knows that. It is China. It is an immediate and long-term threat. And the way this administration has played climate change to ruin our economy, to make a laughing stock of us on the world stage, we go to the Chinese and the Russians, and, and we even talked we even talked to other nations about to the Iranians that climate change is our priority, not nuclear disarmament, not the threat from China, not from Russia. It it just undermines our moral credibility and reliability even more, and it's making the world a more dangerous place. Yeah, it really is uh, remarkable. It seems like Republicans have been talking to people like Jim Banks and Kevin McCarthy. They intend to make this an issue uh, in the fall election that China is far more important to your children and grandchildren's future than this administration acknowledges and try to build a case that this is one of the many reasons why Democrats need to be ousted from power. Do you think everyday Americans are beginning to feel 
the ill nature of China's intention towards us, the fact that China really does want us knock knock us off the mantle. Do you think it's beginning to seep in? It seems like Donald Trump made some great progress in putting this on the front burner, but is it a potential powerful political issue in the future? I don't. I don't think most Americans are focusing on foreign policy. I think they're focusing on inflation and gas prices. And uh, they, they hear what's going on with other nations. I don't think any of them, or very few Americans, believe that Putin's responsible for higher gas prices, but they are aware of the war in Ukraine. Many Americans are wondering, why are we spending so much money to arm the Ukrainians, and the Europeans are, are not carrying their load? I, I don't agree with cutting off aid to Ukraine, but I think that is a valid argument. I think we have to pressure other states, especially the French, uh, to do their share in supporting Ukraine. Yeah, that's a very important thing. I'm going to take the Europe real quickly because I think there was a major blink uh, in the last few days in the liberal philosophy about climate change, which uh, seems to be the only thing most liberals want to talk about. Uh, But uh, the European Union basically said, you know what, we're going to change all of our green standards and count natural gas towards the uh, green uh, quotas that we're trying to hit. That's something that Republicans have talked about for a long time. Why spurn a much cleaner burning natural gas? The other thing Europe pointed to was uh, uh, more nuclear power, something that was out of vogue in the United States for a long time. Do you think that maybe liberals are beginning to wise up that some of their uh, goals have been unattainable and that taking advantage of nuclear and natural uh, gas abundant supplies is a good way to go? I think reality is setting in and with the inability to import gas from Russia, it, they're recognizing that they have to go this route. Natural gas is is so much more friendly to the environment uh, uh, than coal and oil. And the fact that the, the liberals don't even want to use natural gas was, was so ridiculous. I think we all could have seen this coming. But it's interesting that they're also turning to nuclear power. The Germans had all kinds of nuclear power plants. And if they yep. didn't turn off all of them, they were about to. Right. And think of the investment the German people made in those power plants that were just going to go to waste. And California has done something similar, and uh, they have no plan to replace the uh, the loss in uh, that uh, the, the, the taking these power plants offline and creating. It's kind of funny to watch history repeat itself over and over again. As you look out over the next couple of weeks, Fred, what is the most important thing we should be watching for in the world stage? There's a lot of a lot of hot spots, a lot of uncertainty. What are you looking for as sort of bellwether signs of where the world is headed? I'm sort of looking what's happening in. Ukraine in the Donbass region to see how far the Russians get. Will Putin try to push for a ceasefire if he takes the Donbass? I don't know whether the Ukrainians would accept it or not, uh, but uh, let's assume theoretically they agree to some type of, of, of short uh, ceasefire. could be a huge boon uh, for the stock market, for energy prices, and um, you know whether the, whether the Russians would be smart enough to start negotiating in good faith for a long time. A long-term peace agreement. I guess I'm skeptical about that, but right. I, I think the Russians are making slow progress in the, in the Donbass. That's what they're keeping an eye on. Yeah, no, there definitely seems to be that. The military reports are clear. Real quickly, Fred, uh, you do such important work at the America First Policy Institute. I know you're the vice chair of the Center for American Security. How do people stay in touch and follow all the good work that you're doing? I mean, you're one of the most important voices in the in the security world today, but what's the best way to keep an eye on everything you're doing? If, if, if you go to AmericaFirstSecurity.com, you can check out our website. It has our articles and 
descriptions of all the important work we do. And we just don't do work on national security. We're, we're strongly pro-life. We're promoting fatherhood. We're promoting a free economy and liberty. It's a wonderful organization. I, I hope your, your listeners will check us out. Oh, they definitely do. And they know a lot of the personalities there because they come on the show regularly. It, it has become such an important think tank, such an important ideas machine in such a short period of time. It, it really is a remarkable accomplishment. And they're, they're lucky to have you there for sure. Fred, thanks so much for joining us and making sense of this crazy world that we live in. It's uh, always an honor to have you on. Good to be here. Thanks, Sean. Thanks a lot. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Devin Nunes, the CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group and the former congressman from California who did much to unravel the false Russian narrative. We're going to talk about the brand new features rolling out on Truth Social right after this. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Very excited to have this next guest because he's got big news. If you're a big fan of Truth Social, like I am, a bunch of new features rolled out today. Really, the first big facelift, the first big advance in features since its launch in March. Very exciting to welcome to the show again, Devin Nunes, the former congressman from California, the current CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. 
John, it's great to be with you. It's a great day to be at, at True Social and be on True Social. Yeah, it really is. And, and listen, I see the traffic every day coming in from uh, to Just the News, from True Social. There's such engagement, but now a whole bunch of new features that I think really distinguish you in the marketplace. Tell us uh, what are some of these new features and what was the idea behind them? Yeah, well, the, the biggest issue has been we wanted to create a timeline that you go to when you log on the app that doesn't use an algorithm. So it's just in chronological order. So if just the news posts at 7 a.m. and I come in and post at 7.05, that's the order that it's in. And that's, it's great and all, but it really doesn't allow, that's, that's all it is. So, for example, if you want to see what just the news put up or John Solomon put up in the morning, you have to type in John Solomon or you have to type in just the news. You know, you're never going to get to it just scrolling through your feed if you're following, say, you know, say more than you know, 500, you know, roughly 500 people. So what we've done is we've created uh, two new, we call them kind of horizontal scrolls. So at the top, when you come onto the app, you'll have your timeline that you can, that you can go. It'll be just like it is. But then we have a horizontal scroll at the top that allows you to see the people that you interact with the most and who have posted, and who have posted recently. And that'll be improved over time. So it'll make it e- really easy to find those people you interact with the most. And uh, so oh, it's, man, that's it's, a great feature. And really it, it makes game, it one click. Yeah. It's a, it's a game changer in terms of the ease to navigate the platform, which is, you know, I believe that's going to be our differentiating value here, other than the obvious one, which is we're not going to censor you for your political views. But we really are taking the best of Instagram and Facebook and putting in, in, in Instagram or a Twitter and putting into one package. Yeah, no, you can see that. And in just a few short months from launch, you're already doing this, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're you know, if you're on most people that have moved migrated from the other platforms, they're doing better on our platform, uh, which is which is amazing. Being that we are still, uh, you know, not even in the Google Play Store yet. So you know, if you have an Android, I always have to qualify this. If you have an Android, you still can go through your browser to truesocial.com. Right and get a get an account but it's not as easy as getting the google play store so um yeah at this point in the game to be for most people that are content creators to being doing better than they are on both instagram and twitter i think is simply says something about censorship shadow banning and i think the success and activity of our in engagement of the people that are on our platform we have real americans that don't want to be censored who have found a home at True Social, and these updates are going to make it a lot better. People are going to be spending a lot more time on the platform because it's so easy to navigate. Yeah, no, it is such an amazing thing. And there's also, the other thing is it's very multimedia rich. You know, there, there are such good clips. There's fun memes. Uh, it isn't just people posting links and having a conversation. There's a lot of immersiveness to it in, in terms of visual experience, audio experience. Uh, what are some of the more creative things that you're seeing people do now to leverage that? Well, two, two issues. One of the other updates, we talked about the horizontal scroll of people that you interact with, but we also are going to take our videos up from two minutes to 10 minutes. Wow. So when you have a just the news segment that you want to post now, John, it's going to be, it's going to be easy to post. You don't have to make a, a rumble video out of it. You can just post it direct. So that's, that's going to be a, a big improvement. Yeah. But I, I, to, to answer your question, uh, I think what's happened here with these, with these creative meme makers, little video makers, little skit, skit makers. These people have been around a, a long time. Many of them have were booted off 
or sent to the ghetto of of the internet. Maybe you know sometimes maybe literally because they were banned from other platforms. Right. But also they were just shadow banned, John. I mean I remember going to your. I mean you you have great content, um, and I remember going look at you on the other platforms. And John, sometimes you'd be lucky. You, John Solomon, uh, would be lucky to have ten likes or fifteen yeah. likes. No. I mean so. I mean, that's virtually, with, with, by the way, 900,000 followers, which mathematically seems almost impossible. It, it, it does, because so what's happening is clearly uh, there's a lot of shadow banning going on where people who follow you can't find your post. So I believe what's happened, if you're a if you're a kind of a prominent conservative voice and you have other other venues, you know, say, you know, cable news channel or a big podcast or something, it's been not not impossible, but I don't think the big tech tyrants want to kind of mess with, say, somebody that's going to go there and beat them up every single day, right? So oh. that's, but it's been super easy to take out someone that's just a creative meme maker that, you know, would, would, would you know, maybe get 500 likes or 1,000 likes or 2,000 views or something. You know, nobody knows them. They don't have the ability like you do to, to you know, that you're friends with, you know, the great Sean Hannity and you can go on his show. Right, right. Um, these people don't have that ability. So they were really easy to eliminate essentially from the Internet and get thrown into the ghettos. And all those people now have come out and they are on our platform. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. And I think these are people that, um, you know, that simply have been out there and they've been mistreated by these big tech tyrants and were their home. And now in terms of, of, of content creators, the content's on our platform, people are enjoying it because there, there's so much content there to go see. I mean, especially if you're, you know, if you like sarcasm and funny skits and that, and that sort of thing. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of great humor and we need to laugh a little bit more. There's so much darkness in the world. It's great to be able to laugh about something that's just creative and fun and realize the extraordinary humor and goodwill that Americans have. I mean, it's such an amazing thing. I think you're having an influence on the other platforms, too, not just from your technological and but but your commitment to free speech is clearly starting to rub off. Even at Twitter today, the former New York Times um reporter Alex Berenson, who got booted off for reporting what we now know to be accurate and honest uh, stories about the pandemic. He finally got let back on. It seems like people are realizing free speech platforms like Truth are a better business model. Do you think you're maybe shaking up the other guys a little bit as part of this? You know, what's uh, we actually, and I, and I've said this many times, but we don't really care what happens over at Twitter. Um, it's long been a sewer bot farm. Uh, average Americans are not on there. Um, if you're a, Hol- uh, a Hollywood celebrity, if you're a political hack, if you're a journalist, uh, if you're if you're somebody of that nature, you use it for a PR wire. Right. But average Americans are not on that platform. That's right. Now, what we do what we do care about a lot is we do care about Instagram, uh, Facebook, and TikTok because you know those have you know in, in all three of those cases tens of millions of daily users. Um, you know, I don't believe all their numbers and at least Instagram and Facebook for the most part. I mean, they have bots like, you know, everybody's going to have bots, but they haven't been like Twitter, which actually has encouraged it, John. And, right. and look, you yeah, know this have, as well yeah. as I do. There are companies who for many years have specialized in this business that big corporations would hire. They would launch a new product 
and you could hire these PR firms that would, that would run bot farms to give it a bunch of likes, propel it, to promote it. So people would say, oh, my gosh, this is a great new product. Look at how many people liked it. Now, it was all nonsense. Now, and, of course, on the political side, um, it was kind of the opposite thing, where uh, Republicans and conservatives were attacked, and, you, and a lot of people just became almost afraid to go and use that platform. So now if you take Instagram that, that does have legitimate tens of millions of Americans, that's where we have to move to. We have to have just enough media, just enough the best qualities of Instagram so that we can get people convinced that, hey, you can drop that Instagram account and, and come over to our yeah. platform. Do the same thing here and be free of uh, censorship. Exactly. Yeah, such exactly. an important thing. Uh, when you were uh, at the House Intelligence Committee, you did a lot to highlight the incredible things that China is doing and the efforts to steal American secrets, steal American identities. Uh, TikTok is clearly in the in the hands of the Chinese. Some senators seem to be picking up on some of your earlier work. There's been some letters sent to the Federal Trade Commission saying we need to investigate how TikTok uh, is using the personal data of Americans. We think it could be a soft spying operation, something you've always warned about. That's something that if you join Truth, you never have to worry about, right? You're not actually selling the data like some of these other data brokers are. Well, that's that's exactly right. And, you know, I don't know the business models of even the American companies, but I'm quite sure that they are selling that that data. And, you know, that's just not a business that, that we're interested in uh, because, you know, for obvious reasons, right? We want to be that safe place on the Internet where people feel comfortable to come to our platform. They know that we're not going to be selling their data to someone else, and they know that we're not going to be censoring them for political purposes. And uh, look, I, the, the, you know, TikTok is very, very dangerous. If you get, you know, we talked about Facebook is kind of that place for 55 and over. Right. Instagram is from 55 down to 25, and TikTok is from 25 and below. And uh, mo- it's, it's really scary what these kids are doing. And, you know, the Chinese, if they wanted to, just like the other tech, American-based tech tyrant platforms are able to manipulate things, imagine what they are doing to our kids if the Chinese intelligence services wanted to. Yeah. So we are in a, you know, well, look, we're in a, a uh, you know, we have our own problems in this country, which is why President Trump, you know, created this company because the American people needed their voice back. It's why I left Congress, so we could, you know, open the internet back up and give people their voice back. But this is a whole nother battle um, that's got to be dealt with, I think, ultimately by, uh, by our government. You know, are we going to let tens of millions of our kids onto a platform where China, the Chinese intelligence service could, could easily do what we've seen these American tech tyrants do, but on steroids, and they could actually turn... And what, what the American companies have done have moved people towards Marxism and communism and socialism and, you know, one party control and and really beat up and attacked and 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 bloodied up, uh, you know, Republicans and conservatives by not letting their voice be, be heard and let that battle for ideas. But imagine what the Chinese could do in turning people against America. And I think that's, you know, big, big concern. It is. And uh, the playing field seems to be changing as well, too. While you guys remain remarkably uh, committed to free speech, uh, some of the other companies that haven't starting to feel the wrath of uh, state governments. Uh, There's a great article in Politico over the weekend 
More than 100 pieces of legislation have been introduced in the states to rein in some of the censorship and other activities of Facebook and Twitter. These are all things that you're most likely going to not have to deal with because you don't have the policies that trigger these concerns. But some of big tech seems like it may be heading for a big reckoning. Is that satisfying to you after watching all they did over the last four or five years to influence politics in America, influence free speech in America? You know, John, I I think it's going to be hard. Uh, It's going to be hard to do. The the only way it's going to happen is is if we continue to grow true social to a point where we are that safe place to go to. Right. I just don't believe for a second being in politics, as long as I have, you've been in Washington longer than even I was. Zuckerberg and Facebook didn't spend nearly $500 million to, to have any, the Biden administration sign any legislation into law or have the department of justice under Biden go after him. It's just, it hasn't happened so far and it's not going to happen. You get lip service, but, you know, that's a serious amount of money that was spent. And I don't think they're worried about it at all. And I think they'll fight it in the courts. They'll fight it you know, through DOJ. They'll fight it as long as they have to. And ultimately, you know, the only thing that's going to change it is when you see when you see tens of millions of Americans move over to a company like True Social. Yeah. That's going to change the paradigm. But only that's when the earthquake. It, you know, look, you, you. Yeah, that's the earthquake you hear rumblings that, I mean, we know that, I mean, I think Twitter, Elon Musk is at least at a minimum exposed that it's just a giant bot farm and, and not yeah. a, you know, not a company that's worth $44 billion by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know what to make of what Zuckerberg has said about cost cutting and, and you know, they're going to have to trim costs. I'm guessing that they are starting to see some type of drop in, in, in revenue and they need to reduce expenses. I, you know, it's, we don't know yet what that's all about, but It'll probably be interesting as we, you know, head into this recession. How long is this recession going to last? And are companies like True Social going to take away enough of the marketplace uh, that that will cause them to to change behavior? But uh, look, I, I I just don't count on it. I, I think they are fully in bed uh, with the Democrats in this country, and they are a, you know, they're a business, but they have so many billions. As long as they have the users, I think they're going to want to do the bidding of the of the Democratic Party in this country. I truly believe that, which is you know why I left why I left Congress, which was to create a was to create a, a platform that that all Americans could use, not just uh, ones that are are swayed to the left. Well, there's no doubt that you've already had that impact. You and the president, former president, have really made a big difference already. The marketplace is being changed. But meanwhile. Those of us who are on Truth Every Day using it, not only are we seeing the engagement, we're getting these new features, which really, I think, uh, bring a robust opportunity, quick ways to find your favorites and to follow the people you want and also to create much more video engagement. It's uh, it's a really remarkable leap. And it's, you know, I know things move fast in the technology world, but from March to July to have this big an update in just four or five months is almost unheard of in the product uh, development cycle. So you guys are clearly fast at work. A lot of people are going to be excited. Check it out. If you haven't downloaded the latest version, folks, you're missing out. Get the latest version of Truth Today. You will not be disappointed. Congressman, always great to have you on. Thank you for being so transparent about everything that's going on at Truth. It makes it really easy as a journalist to cover the things that are happening with with your transparency as a CEO. Well, John, it's, it's it's always a lot of fun. And, uh, 
And I just, it makes me, uh, you know, really happy when I hear the, the traffic that's being generated. It's real. From true socials to just the news. That, that makes it worth it, for, you know, for, the, for, for what uh, President Trump's vision was, you know, yeah. giving the American people their, their voice back. And, you know, we're really that tide that lifts all the boats. We're not trying to trap you on our platform. We actually want you to see other people's ideas, other people's stories. Yeah, it's a huge thing. And we, we see it, as I said, I think I said this on the TV show. Uh, what was the day last week? It was like number one, number two uh, in the site. And you're only four or five months old. I mean, that's almost unfathomable to think that much traffic was avalanching into just the news. We're, we're really grateful. And I think the country's grateful to just have a place that is committed to free speech. And um, we can't wait to follow the journey with you as, uh, as our truth gets bigger and better every day. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, John. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So glad you can join me. A big thank you to Fred Flights, to Devin Nunez for giving us such insightful and newsy interviews, stuff you can take to the water cooler, the dinner table, to the boardroom and be able to be educated and talk to people about it. So grateful for their time today. Really, really important stuff. All right, before we go, I always like to let you know about the special offers, the sort of engagement that our partners are advertisers, our sponsors, make available just because you are a member of the Just the News John Solomon Reports family. One of them is Birch Gold Group, good friends of ours. They're always working to make sure that your portfolio is insulated from all this turbulence in the stock markets, from all the inflationary pressures, from all of the concerns about gas price and energy independence, food shortages, the list of economic worries just keep getting longer and the confidence exuded by the frontline players, whether it's Janet Yellen or the Fed chairman who now say, well, we didn't see this inflation coming when everybody else seemed to do it. Well, that ought to give you a little bit of a burn in your belly. You should be a little concerned about whether we're on the right course right now. And what do you do when there's a real threat of inflation? Well, people I know, they turn to gold and silver with my good friends at Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from the highly turbulent economy and stock market by diversifying their 401k and IRAs into gold 
physical gold, that is. And it's not too late for you to take action now. All you got to do is a special offer from our good friends at Birch Gold Group. Text the word Just News to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals like gold and silver. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, all you got to do to get started... With Gorch Gold Group, text the word Just News to 989898 and get real help from my trusted friends at Birch Gold Group today. Again, one more time, text the word Just News to 989898 to claim your free, no obligation info kit on protecting your savings and gold. All right, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for joining us. We had a great show today. Thanks to Fred Flights and to Devin Nunes for making time for us to have in-depth interviews where you can walk away with facts, not spin. Really grateful for that. All right, folks, have a great night. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.